A fantastic new partnership has developed in uh, the fight not only against COVID-19, but also cancer and HIV from within South Africa. Now, the partnership is spearheaded by SA-born billionaire Dr. Patrick Shun-Siong. Uh, it will also involve the SA Medical Research Council, the CSIR, University of KZN, and will be based at Stellenbosch University. Now, the man leading it all is Professor Tulio D'Oliveira, the man who, along with his team, identified the beta variant of COVID right here in South Africa. We've spoken to on a on a couple of occasions, but uh, he joins us on the line right now again. Uh, Professor fantastic news. Well done. Congratulations are in order. Oh, thank you, and and good day to you and all your your listeners. Yeah. When it comes to this new initiative, this new project, and and what it plans to do specifically in relation to COVID, what what is your short term priorities here? Okay. So, so that's a very ambitious project, but also what I really believe that will be a realistic and successful project from Dr. Patrick Sonchiong. So Dr. Patrick has been talking with many scientists in South Africa, including myself for the past 18 months, with the whole objective to be able to transfer some of the technology that he has developed or many of his companies that he's on have developed in the last 20 years to South Africa. My role in this project, eh, it's going to be to lead the Center for Epidemic Research and Innovation, which for short we call CERI, C-E-R-I. And the main role of CERI will be to expand genomic surveillance what it does mean it means that we're gonna get large uh, equipment they are they are called dna sequencers and we're gonna do high throughput genomic surveillance for covid for not only south africa but also for dozens of african countries eh? why is so important to identify variants very quick. Yeah? The main importance of that is that identification of variants or genetic diversity of COVID, it can be used to develop new vaccines or to make vaccines more effective, make sure that diagnostics are really uh, efficient, and also to try to develop therapies that save lives, not only from COVID, but also from the next pandemics and epidemics that are likely to arise in the next few years. Um, if we are to find major new breakthroughs, Professor, in the treatment of things like COVID, uh, cancer, uh, potentially HIV treatments, will it come from the world of genomics and, and immunotherapy? Yes, I do. I do think that uh, genomics and immunotherapy will have a very important role to play there. So, for example, if we, we, we just talk about COVID, yeah, was with genomics that was identified the virus that caused the disease. And from that information, it was used to design the vaccines and diagnostics. Yeah? Of course, that's not the, the role of only one or two disciplines, such as genomic or immunotherapy, mm. but involve the role of many different disciplines, but also what Patrick uh, Sonchiong has very well developed, also production of reagents in 
within the facility. Because even if we have the technology in South Africa to develop vaccines or therapies, we will still be dependent of reagents from the outside uh, outside countries. Eh? And that's where Dr. Son Young also went to develop. He went to develop a complex and complementary system that South Africa can be self-reliant on the production of vaccines and diagnostics and therapies and can use that to give for other countries in Africa. So, so when do you guys effectively and practically break ground on this project? When will you be uh, up and running uh, with, with all the equipment that you're talking about now at Stellenbosch University? Okay, so, so SERI, uh, or the Center of Epidemic Research and Innovation, will be a partnership between the organization that I currently run, that's CRISP at University of KwaZulu-Natal, and the Stellenbosch University. So at the moment, CRISP is at full throttle. We are doing thousands of virus genomes a week, yeah, and we already have received many of the large equipment in the campus in Stellenbosch which in the next few weeks, the genomics uh, part of this work will be functional and will be functional not only in, in CRISP with a red functioning very well, but will be expanded and become functioned Stellenbosch. In relationship to the other projects that uh, Dr. Patrick Sonshiong will do with the CSIR, for example, or with Vitz University, including Shabia Madi, or with the University of Cape Town, then they, that will be the next big piece of the puzzle mm. that will be to make sure that uh, reagents can be produced in South Africa. For example, the CSIR has very good facilities and knowledge for that, but also that vaccines and therapies can be developed and can be uh, trialed in South Africa to make sure that it's effective for the variation of pathogens that we have in the country. You, on a, on a slightly different issue, you, you recently have been working on a report which uh, sheds light on the science behind the beta variant and how Delta has all but been taken over, uh, or t all but taken over from beta in South Africa. We, we know the decision which persists in keeping South Africa on the list of banned countries when it comes to traveling to, for instance, the United Kingdom, uh, is still is there. Is there, in your view, any credible scientific reason for the UK to keep South Africa on this red list? Uh, yeah, thank you for that question. Yeah, it is it is an important question, which we do really expect that this will be overturned in the next days or weeks. Yeah, why that? Because other countries and other important countries or large countries in the world, such as the United States, yeah, Germany, France and many other countries of the European Union have already left the travel ban in South Africa when it's quite clear that the infections are coming down and the beta variant, which many countries worry, it has basically almost disappeared. So I would not be surprised if in the next days or weeks the UK would look again at that decision and would follow the same decision as other countries, eh? including also Mauritius that's close to us. And that decision is not to impose a travel ban, but to make sure that anyone can enter their country with a negative test and fully vaccinated. 
I, I certainly hope that that announcement pending, as they said, uh, to be expected mid-October, does go down that road. Uh, as, as a closing question, uh, Professor Tulio de Oliveira, you, you've been at the forefront of tracking our COVID mutates. You've advised our government on its uh, response. You've seen vaccination protocols being developed around the world. If countries around the globe stick to those protocols and the public plays its part, is the worst of this SARS-CoV-2 pandemic behind us now? Yes, yes. And thank for that question. It's an important question. I, I am a truly optimistic person, yeah. And I really believe that the worst has come behind us, yeah. Especially if South Africa in the next few weeks and few months, before, especially before the end of the year, if they take very serious the increase of vaccination, especially on the ages and uh, advanced age, and also on people on comorbidity, yeah? what we have seen, for example, in Europe and the UK, is now stadiums full of completely full life going back to normal. And I do expect that to happen in South Africa, especially if we increase vaccination. So as our president Ramaphosa say, and our minister of health, it is in our hands. Yeah. If we can increase vaccinations in the next weeks and months before the holiday season and the summer, we can potentially left all the terrible pandemic behind us and move to a much better phase in our life.